0: Welcome to the Remind podcast, a podcast where we bring our mind into our apprenticeship to Jesus, because a mind set on the spirit is life and peace. My name is Kyle. I get to pastor a church called Regeneration in Northeast Ohio. My buddy Zach and I are going to host this podcast where we'll discuss topics in culture and theology and scripture. Hosting this podcast together has been a bit of a dream of ours, and we're so excited to be getting started. So we hope you love today's episode as you listen. Peace. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Remind podcast, episode two this week's podcast is a little different than last week's podcast. This week I am joined by not Zach Beiler. I am joined by our church's discipleship director, our most attractive employee, Stephanie Tennant. Hey guys. Uh, we're really excited to be in this conversation today. We are Really feel like there's a unique opportunity in this season to be pressing in spiritually as individuals and a family. And so Steph and I are sitting in our kitchen and just going to have a conversation today about how do we do that. This podcast is all about setting our minds on the spirit because a mindset on the spirit is life and peace. It's about being transformed by the renewal of our minds. Truth enters our minds and works its way into our hearts and our bodies. And so the aim of this podcast is to present you with truth and an opportunity for God to interrupt your life and interrupt your day, even in the midst of these endless blob days of quarantine to experience him and to grow deeper. But first, Stephanie Ann, how's your quarantine life? How's your, how's your quarantine, housemates?
1: <laughs> well, uh, awesome. The Thank best. Thank you. Duh. The best. Could not be better. Um, I feel like we have kind of settled into a routine. Uh, the first week, as many of you know, was a little rough for us because uh, Jack had a cold that then I got because toddlers don't understand social distancing in any way, shape, or form. Um, so that was a pretty rough, non-sleeping time slash being stuck in the house altogether. But I feel like we have kind of settled into more of a routine of walks when the weather is nice and playing in different rooms of the house and going up and down the stairs because that's very exciting. A lot of FaceTime and
0: grandparents, a lot of grandparent time. Yes, a lot of
1: grandparent time, a lot of family time. Um, It's been one like a special, special joy for me has been connecting with my college roommate who uh, lives with her family in Sicily, Italy. And so since we're stuck at home and they're stuck at home, we've been talking every three or four days. And we usually go every three to nine months. So that's just been like a a bonus in this time.
0: Yeah, we I don't know if you saw that stuff going around on Facebook and social media that uh, if you're. This stuff going around on social media about creating a fake office mate to blame things on. So our fake office mate is named Sharon. Sharon. Sorry to anybody listening whose name is Sharon, <laughs> but Sharon does seem to be causing a lot of problems. Like, there's all of these uh, dishes that Sharon keeps just leaving. keeps leaving. It's really annoying.
1: And additionally, she also seems to be really obsessed with Jack's bibs and throwing them all over the floor, all over the house. I don't know just trails of bibs. It's rude. I it's don't know. rude. Yeah.
0: So, in my sermon this weekend, we talked about the wilderness and how quarantine is an imposed wilderness. And I brought in this idea of the desert fathers and mothers, these Christians in the 1st two, 200-300 years of Christianity who fled into the desert, often in Egypt, to escape the licentiousness and the busyness and the chaotic nature of civilized society and to encounter God in the wilderness. And how a lot of them developed this thing called a rule of life that governed their days, that governed their activities. Uh, some historians would talk about how The Roman Empire was crumbling and there really was no rule of law. And so even the rules of life that monasteries and monastic communities had extended even beyond their walls to govern kind of whole communities. Rule of life is a pretty intense way of talking about something that we talk about a lot, which is having predictable patterns, namely predictable patterns of up, in, and out. And as we, as a family, and as individuals, Steph and I started pressing into this season of isolation, we've really been trying to be intentional about predictable patterns of up, in, and out. And so that's kind of what we want to talk to you about today and just discuss, is share honestly and vulnerably about the predictable patterns in our house that are going well and the predictable patterns in our house that are not, and to even give you a vision for up in and, and out and why that's important. And so let's maybe start talking about that up in and, and out. What is that?
1: Uh, so time about up in and out, we're talking about, um, we want to live our lives like Jesus lived his life. And so he, there were three dimensions to the life of Jesus, his relationship up with the father, um, which uh, we would talk about um, his time in prayer. We see in scripture where he would step away from the crowds and, and be devoted to time with just the Father one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, we also see in Jesus' life in uh, his relationship with the disciples. So the people that he, um, there's a group of 12 that he spent a lot of time with, and then a group of three that he spent um, even more intentional time with. But a lot of his teaching and uh, mentoring and discipleship was done uh, in the context of um, at least three or more people. And so that's what we kind of think about when we think about in is our life with um, other believers.
0: As a spiritual family, really. Spiritual family, yeah. yeah.
1: And then uh, the out was him um, obviously reaching those, the lost, and those who were uh, do not have a relationship with God, who are far from him. And um, so we want to look at how are we in our lives um, pattering our way after Jesus and having those three dimensions to our life as well.
0: And that's changed some in this time when we can't be with people. But what we're trying to do is think about, and really what we're trying to think about is up in and out all the time. Yes. As a church, we're always thinking about our life together as an organization in terms of up in and out.
1: If you think about it, kind of if you were to, to look at our life as a church, it could be almost be a little bit of like a, I think what that game is called, where like you're we looking and you could see different pieces, and you'd be able to identify like, oh, that's an up piece, that's an in piece, that's an out piece, because as staff, as we plan and talk about what ministries we're doing and why we're doing them, that's kind of the filter or the grid that we look at.
0: Yeah, we want our whole church to be shaped around up in and out, and we want every ministry within our church to be shaped around up in and out. So it kind of endlessly spirals down to at every level as who God is calling us to be is to be a church wrapping our lives around the life of Jesus, which means up with a father, in with each other, spiritual family, out and in making disciples and multiplying ourselves into others. And so, but one of the things that we're really thinking about in this season is how do we do up in and out? How do we do up in out as individuals in this time? And that looks different for every person. Some of us are still going to work. Some of us are working from home, which is its whole own kind of chaos, Some of us uh, have kids, some of us live alone, some of us are unmarried, some of us are married. And so how do we engage in these practices? Uh, There's a few ways that I've been kind of pressing into this that um, I can share with you. One is most mornings I'm trying to start my day in worship and in scripture and in prayer and in reading and just being still and being with God before I turn on my phone, before I engage in social media, before I open my computer and start writing emails. So lately I've been listening to a song by Jeremy Riddle called Be Still, uh, and I'll listen to that, read some scripture, journal maybe a little bit. I'm reading a couple books right now on revival and another one on theology, and those just kind of fill up my head and my heart with some truth and root me at the beginning of the day. An in-rhythm for us right now uh, and for me right now is just being intentional to kind of craft our day so that there is space where Steph can work or Steph can have a break. not doing this perfectly. My phone is ringing. So that in-rhythm right now looks like me crafting my day so that there's time for Steph to work, for Steph to take a break, for me to be with Jack to help kind of take care of ordering our house, which kind of just turns slowly into a devolved chaos by you know 5 p.m. Actually, even by, I don't know, what is it, 1130, and it's already kind of nuts. So that's an in-rhythm, an outward rhythm that I've really been engaging in personally too is even just praying for our brothers and sisters in Cuba, praying for some people in my life that are far from Jesus. I'm trying to think of what else I'm doing maybe on a personal level, but what about you? Yeah, it I looks think, different because you're kind of more hands on with Jack all day.
1: Yeah. I was going to say this has been um, a super challenging uh, time for me. Um, so after having Jack, I uh, was kind of just in, you know, adjustment to new baby and total life change mode, um, which kind of honestly extended for me uh, for a few months. And so it was um, this fall that I really started to kind of get my feet back under me and really feel like, okay, I'm back to my normal self. And kind of incorporate some stuff back into my life and then it feels like literally that kind of was happening and then boom. Whammo. Yeah, uh COVID happened. So um so in some ways I feel like I'm still kind of reeling in that way and trying to figure that out. Um but so I think the ways that I can definitely identify, um I mean I, I am with Jack um pretty much all day long, except for maybe an hour or so when Kyle will take him. And sometimes we do that together just so that we can see each other as mm-hmm. well and not in a work mode. But for me, I would say it's been um, trying to be as prayerful as I can. Um, just being honest, like I tend to be more of an anxious person. And so obviously this season um, is not is not helpful for that. And so I'm really trying to lean into prayer about who God is and reminding myself of that, of what is true, um, of my identity, of even my hope. Like my hope is not uh, this world, but my hope is um, is heaven and being with Jesus.
0: You've been saying that a lot.
1: Yeah, and so I think that's been something I've been really trying to just remind myself of. Um, So for me, it's been prayer in moments when I can. Sometimes that's while Jack's playing. Sometimes that's while he's up in the night crying. Um, And then um, walks. So on days when it's nice, we go, Jack and I go on usually two or three walks because he really loves that. And that kind of just gives me some time to um, just really pray and enjoy nature and kind of feel like I'm um, experiencing the father in a different way than I do just in our house, like kind of in the mundane details. Um, And then another huge piece for up has been worship music. So Jack does love music too. So every morning we listen to worship music while he eats breakfast and I do the dishes and stuff. And I think that has been, um, that helps counteract the social media scrolling I do at other points in the day, which is not helpful. So I think, again, just those reminders of scripture, I found myself really having worship time in that. I think for my in, um, I, I feel like a lot of my day is the in. So trying to um, make sure Jack feels loved and cared for in this season. Um and to make sure that I'm kind of giving Kyle the space that he needs to write his sermons and spend time with the Lord and create content that he needs to. Um, so, and I think, you know, we each do those in different ways. And then us kind of taking turns with like household chores and kind of handing those things off and trying to, between the two of us, make sure that the laundry gets done and the dishes get done and the we eat food. That's good.
0: Kind of the basics.
1: Yeah. And then I think for my out, it's kind of similar. It's a lot of... Um, Praying for people who come to mind, occasionally texting someone that comes to mind or calling them, checking in on them, Um, just trying to be present with them as much as I can through technology. Um, But honestly, this has been an area that's also been a struggle as um, a work from home mom. I just am not out and about and don't see people as much. And so um, this isn't necessarily a new struggle for me trying to figure out how to do that well.
0: I think... I think one of the things that I really have found to be helpful for us both has been going on walks every day. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I am not usually someone who is like, yeah, I need to do something physical, but sitting in front of my computer all day, being inside all day has really been a drain on me. And one of the things that helps us deal with anxiety, sometimes what we are tempted to do is go up into our head to deal with our anxiety. And sometimes actually what helps is if we go down into our bodies and breathe and sweat a little bit and that helps us kind of work some things out and mm-hmm. I, I found that actually to be a really helpful rhythm I notice when we don't do that yeah I notice when we don't do yeah that.
1: I think for me too there's like something about the bigness of the world that's helpful like which I know sounds weird in the season but I think like when we're sitting in our homes and we're kind of hearing the same news loop and we're you know I'm talking to my parents and so they're hearing the news and then talking to Kyle and you know so we're all kind of it's almost like an echo chamber. And so I think sometimes for me walking outside, um, in addition to getting kind of physical energy out is just kind of this reminder that like the world is bigger than my tiny world. And, um, and I, I love Annie F downs. Anyway, I follow her. She's been quarantined in Nashville. She's single. It's been really hard for her, but so she's often talking about like what is reminding her of truth. And, her, one of her big things has just been like, spring is still happening. You know, like the daffodils are still blooming in our yard. The birds are still singing. The grass is still growing. My
0: allergies are pummeling me. <laughs>
1: yeah, the pollen is still attacking us, which is confusing in COVID season. Let's be honest about that Super, for
0: super. Every time I'm like, it's happening.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think just those reminders that like God is still on his throne. The world is still spinning. Like we're, um, it's not just about our tiny corner of the world, or even in this case, the whole globe. Um, but like God's hand at work is still moving forward.
0: I think the challenge is, and the invitation is, the challenge is being intentional with your life. Uh, Annie Dillard is an author who says how we spend our days is of course how we spend our lives. And so without any intentionality, what we end up doing is kind of skimming across the surface of our life and never really putting down roots and never growing. And I so sense at my deepest, most profound level, I sense that God is trying to do something in us and so longs to do something inside of us in this mm-hmm. time. And so the challenge is to order your day and to master it and to practice self-control and to and to communicate as husband and wife and with other family members about this is what I need my day to look like. But the invitation is that God is just so eager to meet with us in this season. And I really have found... Jesus to be so present and the Holy spirit to be so present in my midst and with me. And these times, even when we pray together as a family or as a couple that he's just so near and he's just so right there. And that, and that's biblical too. Like scripture says, when we call on him in crisis, that he's right there, we are in crisis. Yeah. So God is responding even faster or quicker or with more intensity than he has in other periods of my life. And I just want to participate in what God is trying to do right now. Yeah. Um, and for God to do something big across our nation or across the world, if for the revival that I think he's trying to stir to come at a huge level, like personal renewal has to come before a corporate renewal personal transformation precedes organizational transformation. And so if our church is different because of this, it's going to happen because individuals in our church decide that that's what it's going to be.
1: And I think too, um, you know, the uh, gift in the season, which maybe doesn't feel like a gift is that um, just so many distractions are removed, you know? So when yeah. I'm having a hard day, normally like Jack and I, I'll just get in the car and I'll go to target and walk around and distract myself with like pretty things and, And probably spend too much money Hmm. um, or be tempted even just to get online and go to Old Navy and and buy new clothes for Jack or something. And um, I'm just not doing those things right now. And so I think even that space has given the Lord more space. And honestly, I think has made more space within me to see him at work and to leave room for him to work. Um, And so I think sometimes what we can, what is frustrating and hard, because that's still hard. Like I still want to do the things that I used to do and just kind of do unthinkingly. Um, But even that forced stop of like, oh, can I actually even do that? And then maybe kind of the thought of like, is that wise in this season? Probably not. Um, And then the space that that leaves, I think is so important. But I think we have a couple of ways we can respond to that. We can either, you know, be angry and frustrated and complain, or we can kind of like acknowledge we're sad about it grieve that life is not what it used to be and that there is sadness to that. Like today I found myself kind of feeling sad for a minute and I thought, you know what? That's okay. It's okay to feel sad. Like this is also not how it's supposed to be in a way, in a certain way. Um, But then to say like, okay Lord, but like you, you have something for me in this season. And so even though it's not, um, you know, there are sadnesses to it, there can also be a gift in it. And so help me to respond more to the gift than I do to the sadness.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and I think a question I keep wrestling with for others and toward others as a pastor is, you know, one of the questions or objections, one of the objections, I guess you could say I hear to not spending more time with God is I'm too busy or uh, I don't have enough time or my life is too full. Well, all y'all that are running around to like 77 extracurricular activities can't do that now. And so if this is not a season where you are pursuing God, my question is why not? And if it's a skill thing, if it's a I don't know how to do this thing, then reaching out to me or to Steph or to others in our community that know how to do this is this is the time. This is the time to do that. And if you do know how and you find yourself really just getting into Tiger King and not doing Uh, something of depth for your soul, like why? Like why is that? And I think one of the things that God is stripping away is our fear of of the quiet and our fear of silence and our fear of loneliness, because it's the only option that we have. So that's kind of an individual level. Let's talk a little bit about our family. Some of this is what we're doing. Some of this is like aspirational. So we'll even maybe share some of the ideas that are rolling around in our heads. And then you can ask us next time you see us, which will probably be in some time in like 2024, uh, when we're going to, when we gather together again, you can ask us what this looks like. So as a family, I think our core practice, our core spiritual practice together is at dinner asking three questions what are you grateful for, which by the way is up, what do you need, which is in, and who do you want to bless, which is out. And then we pray over those things at some point in the evening, either at the table or before we go to bed. So those are our core practices, but there's a few that we're trying to add in.
1: Yes. we. Um, I feel like this is a conversation that's been ongoing for us for Probably two years.
0: Yeah, and has really reached ahead, or reached ahead at the marriage conference, and now here we are with an opportunity to press in.
1: Yeah. So I think um, one of our challenges has always been Sabbath, and what that looks like, and that's actually probably been a conversation off and on for- Five years. Five years, and um, maybe beyond, I can't really remember past five years right now, but- So just what does it look like in ministry? I mean, I think one of the things...
0: That was our dishwasher singing to you. I don't know if you could hear that, but there it was.
1: Um, So one of the things that um, in ministry, you know, we hear a lot about, well, in our whole world, self-care and and those kinds of things. And this really isn't necessarily about self-care. It's about creating space for God really to care for us. And to be
0: obedient to God's command to cease working for 24 hours.
1: Which, um, believing that we do that God is a good God, that means that that's a good thing. Yeah. So as we've tried to lean into figuring this out, um, it's been just a lot of conversations for us. I think some of the conversations we've been having is, when do we do it? Right. Like, what day is best? So Friday and Saturday are our days when we set aside to not work, knowing that when life is in its normal state, one of those days there will be some work that will need to get done most likely. Um, So we kind of start with two, knowing it'll probably get taken down to one. Um, So that's kind of one of the benefits in this season is we have a little more control over that as far as like we can kind of decide, because we're not going places, we can decide when we're going to work. And so and how we kind of structure that.
0: I think another obstacle, especially for me, is technology. I quit Facebook at the end of 2019 and was loving my life, and was a lot more detached from technology, a lot more detached from my phone, and then when the coronavirus stuff hit, it felt like an opportunity, That it felt like Facebook provided an opportunity just to step a little closer to people in the midst of the distance, and so I jumped back in, and I have just found myself so much more attached to my phone and my devices, in part because... I wake up, I start working, and then when I'm done, quote unquote, with my day, it's just hard to look away. So one of the things that we're talking about and that I've really just been resistant to Sabbath, let's call it what it is, I've been resistant to Sabbath and found it an obstacle to Sabbath, the idea of like leaving my phone somewhere else and not really looking at it for 24 hours. And I can try to say, well, the church needs me, so I should stay near my phone But the reality is, I am not a medical professional, and even in the worst of worst emergencies, there's very little that I can do to intervene other than to pray and care for you. And so I'm really choosing, today is Thursday, tomorrow will be Friday, we're going to do a Sabbath, starting some point tomorrow, lasting 24 hours, where my phone is gonna be in another room. Because if I don't, I will just be drawn mentally, bodily, emotionally back into work, When God really wants there to be, my father really wants there to be a time where I am restored, where I engage in deeper relationship with Steph and Jack, and where I just cease for a minute so that I can press back in. And so that's a family discipline that we're looking at. I mean, another discipline, by the way, would be that we eat meals together around the table without a TV on in the back. Mm -hmm. And we usually do that with our phones, not at the table.
1: Yeah, we really try to protect at least at dinner. I would say not necessarily mm-hmm. other meals, mm-hmm. unless it's like a special weekend breakfast or something. But um, yeah, I think tra- I mean I think if there was kind of a theme overall, it would be to decrease our technology. So yes. one of the things, um, one of the additional gifts besides just his own person that Jack has given us is we've chosen to not um, lean into a lot of screen time with him. And so what that looks like is our screen time in all overall has, has decreased as far as like TV. Um, so. And if you've
0: been to our house, you know that like our TV is in like another room apart from where we tend to spend most of our time as a family, uh, or with him and with guests. Jack's
1: toys are in our fireplace room, which is usually where we are with guests. So, um, we Steph is I'm laughing because I was
0: glancing at my phone just now. <laughs> and then
1: he like looks at me with this question on his face like, why am I looking at it? And I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was in the middle of the Guys, sentence. it's I'm crazy. Sure it's like a,
0: it's taking over.
1: Um. So anyway, so because of, of Jack, like we already watch a lot less TV. So what before him, like on a day off or as soon as we were done working, we would probably be on the couch watching Netflix. And now because of of his presence, we don't really watch Netflix until after he's in bed. And honestly, in this season, until after work is done, which sometimes we have Zoom calls or other stuff going on, so it's it, that has decreased Massively. significantly. Which I can't say that we're. I think we're probably better people. We that.
0: still managed to watch all of Tiger King within yeah, a week.
1: It did, that didn't stop us. Which that's just a dumpster fire and whatever. a black
0: hole for your attention. Yeah, just. But we have been talking about too on Sabbath that twenty-four hour period. How do we minimize screen time?
1: Even more. Than Even
0: me. more than we would in the regular week. So we're talking about going really old school and like doing a puzzle while listening to an audiobook while yes. Jack is asleep.
1: Yes, we are secretly 80 in our souls.
0: And all of those people that say that I don't relate well to old people <laughs> need to hear that because <laughs> get ready, here I come with my 100-piece jigsaw. Not hundred, thousand piece checks Give
1: us a little bit of credit.
0: Of some sort of like cat playing with some yarn or something. No. I
1: think it's like cereal boxes.
0: Oh, that's right. We bought that one. Yeah. I like that one. Okay.
1: Um, so I think so as we talk about leaning into Sabbath, some yes. of the things we've decided to help us is to have things so we don't want it just to be about what we're not doing.
0: Yeah, it's what are we pursuing.
1: Because we feel like that just kind of puts this tone to it. Um, it's like saying don't think about pink elephants. So if we spend the whole time saying we're not going to be on technology, then it's like, oh man, I want to be on my phone or man, I wish we were watching Netflix or, so as we talked about kind of what we want that to look like, we've decided that, um, we won't do Netflix, but we would do unless, but we would do a movie.
0: Yes. That's that's key. just
1: different. So it's still, so after Jackson bed, um, until he's at an age where he would like enjoy do that, that with us, um, we'll watch a movie together. Um, but that'll be the limit of our like screen time we'll keep our phones in another room mm-hmm. um, and maybe just you know we might we might ramp up to it and like check every 4 hours just to make sure nothing's going on and then eventually move we're, we're, we're that's still undecided yeah we're trying
0: to process that part
1: um, and then we decided that we would pick an audiobook that we listen to together and, um, do puzzles. Obviously with Jack, we're going to be just playing with him. If it's nice out, we're going to be spending probably quite a bit of time outside. Or as we say in
0: front of him, O-U-T-S-I-D-E.
1: Yes. Cause he, when you Knows say that it, word, he goes immediately to the door and starts banging on it. Yep. Um, so, and we'll do, we'll take like a walk. Um, we've talked about that we will walk somewhere different. So even if we just drive to some other neighborhood somewhere in the season and just walk around, walk, just because we are walking so much in our own neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and then we, we're trying to figure out food. Like, will we always do pizza, but like mix it up? Will we make that a, a, a time where we um, just try something new? I'm and like experiment? really,
0: really trying to find a good recipe to do pretzels in our air fryer. So stay tuned.
1: And I'm pushing for donuts. That's my vote in the air fryer. And, and they will
0: have good flavor.
1: Yes. For those of you who know our previous donut experience, we can tell you that conversation in person.
0: Yes. So I think for us, here's what we're trying to, we're trying to be a living example, not a perfect example.
1: As you can tell, because we have not done this yet. And.
0: But what's crazy about this week is Sabbath just keeps coming up. I was driving somewhere on Monday. I was by myself. And in the quiet of that, really just felt like God said, I want you to preach about rest this weekend, which is an interesting thing to preach about. This is going to be Palm Sunday. And then I was in another conversation with someone and they said, hey, I was praying for you and God gave me the word Sabbath. And I just wanted to share that with you. And we've literally been in Sabbath conversation since last Saturday. And now we're leading a book study on a book by John Mark Comer where there's a whole chapter on Sabbath. And so, we feel like this is the time to press into that for our family. And not that not for that to just be an in thing, but even some upward thing. So how do we devote some time in there for more prayer? We've even been talking about like on a day-to-day basis. Does there need to be a more intentional mm-hmm. up rhythm? Like uh, to end
1: our day, maybe take a time out. And um, it's something we've actually been trying to do on Saturday nights, especially when we were all meeting together on Sunday. We would try to spend you know, um, intentional time, Saturday night, we'd be praying for whoever came to our mind um, from our spiritual family, praying um, over the worship team, over Kyle preaching. Um, Now I honestly just pray over the technology (laughs) because I'm like, And that we would not
0: be carrying (laughs) COVID to each other. Yes,
1: and that he would keep us all safe in that respect.
0: Yeah, and I think, again, here's the vision for this. This is the wilderness. It is and it's a wilderness, today is April 2nd, it's gonna keep going for another at least 28 days, if Mm -hmm. not, and most likely definitely longer. I want to be fully present to what God wants to accomplish in me in this season. I wanna be fully present to what God wants to accomplish in us in this season. I want when you see us in May, Mm -hmm. for there to be a noticeable difference in my character. I want there to be a noticeable difference in the character of our family and the peace that we bring into the room. And that can only happen by showing up in the wilderness to have an encounter with God. And so whatever it is, if it's prayer walks for you, if it's reading scripture, if it's listening to worship music, if it's praying, if it's praying with others, if it's having a meal with someone over FaceTime or Zoom.
1: That's one of our, uh, that is another one of our ends. Yes, it is. Um, uh, we've been doing, we kind of, I did the video this week talking about virtual mini feasts. And so that's one of the things we're also doing is, um, trying to do at least one of those a week with someone from church and guys, like, it's not the same. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you like, oh, it's exactly like sitting with your good friends and, and enjoying a great meal together. But you know what? It is, um, it is helpful in the season. It does make you feel connected. It is, um, it does fill your tank in, in a certain way. It really does,
0: Yeah. Especially for me.
1: Um, and another actually, in that we've been doing um, not as consistently, but is a couple times a week, trying to just drive to someone's house and sit in their driveway and
0: wave at them and talk them to them, them,
1: them, them. them and say hello. Um, we're kind of slowly t- trying to cover some ground there. It's, it's hit or miss depending on Jack's name. And the time weather, because sometimes weather. it's like 44
0: and raining, and we're not going to make you stand outside in your driveway. But we need to take seriously the invitation, the challenge, the duty of being disciples in this season. Mm-hmm. And it is not a break. It is not a vacation. This is a time to dig deep and to press in and on the other side of it, come out different. And so that's what we want to do with you and for you and provide you opportunities with in the days ahead. We are really looking forward to being back together with you.
1: Yeah, I mean, nothing um, places being face-to-face. I mean, even scripture says that, Like, like the joy we experience.
0: Yeah, there's this part at the end of third second or third John, where he says, I have so much more to say to you, but I will wait until we are face to face so that our joy may be full. Yeah. And I think we'll come into touch with that uh, when we see each other again. But until then, see this as as an opportunity. And let me kind of maybe just pull up a passage of scripture just to challenge that with here.
1: I should, one other thing, quickly, thing when you open that up. I think the other thing that keeps coming to my mind is that this is a marathon. And so if you're viewing this as I just have to get through it, you probably aren't going to get through it well. And so I think as we talk about Sabbath or we talk about our up rhythms, to me, that's gas in the tank that is going to get us through the duration of this. Um, And so not only do we want to be different, but we want to um, find joy in these days as well. Like We don't want to just have endured the month of April and kind of not even know like, get to the end of it and just be like, yeah, I don't even know what happened, but, like, thankfully we got through it. Instead, like, I am hungry for God to meet me in this space and to fill places that I've not given him access to before because I've been so busy and so distracted, Um, and I'm hungry for him to show up in ways that I have doubted that he would do, but I no longer have a choice but to lean in and to open up those places to him. And so I think that's just our heart for you too, that you would um, be able to run the distance on this, go the distance on this and not just endure your family, not just endure your spouse for the next uh, 28 days, yeah. um, but to actually find joy, to connect with God and with your family in ways you maybe never thought would be possible, but is, and then take that into the next season. Um, I kind of said to Kyle with the Sabbath thing, Sabbath thing. if we can't start this now, Um, We're certainly not going to be able to start it later.
0: No. So here's here's our word to you. This is from Ephesians 5, starting in verse 15. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, this is verse 17, but understand what the will of the Lord is. This is the Remind Podcast. Thanks for taking a listen. Thanks, Steph. Thanks, babe, for hanging out.
1: Thanks for having me. Glad to be here.
0: And uh, stay tuned for our next episode. Grace and peace. Thanks for listening to the Remind Podcast. I'm Kyle, I love hosting this and I'm excited for you to hear what we're gonna continue to talk about in the episodes and the seasons to come as we bring our minds into our following Jesus because a mindset on the spirit is life and peace.